Hi, good morning, and welcome to the ZT ZP vlog and um, vlog rather and podcast. So every Sunday at eight AM London time, we like to do a webinar for the really for the news for ZP for this week. So this is the week ending the sixteenth of January, twenty twenty two, and we basically just go through kind of news and items that ZP has put out there this week. So the first one thing I want to touch upon is. Um, we haven't spoken about it in quite a long time, but ZP does um, um, sell a chili sensor. I just want to say hi to um, Aftab. Um, Aftab will be um, Aftab is one of our longest members of ZP Developer Zone, so I just want to say hi to him because he's online this morning. So the first thing I want to say is about the electronic chili. So the electronic chili is super useful for companies who are producing. Um, chili-based products, chili sauces, for example, and we have a little electronic chili that actually allows people to sort of validate um, that the electronics are actually working correctly. Um, so you, it's essentially a sort of, I mean, you know, this is the boring part. It's basically a PCB with some standard components on it. And by using that, then you can get a standard result um, out of the uh, chili sensor. Um, and just as a sort of note, and we're going to have a, um, we're sending a chili sensing system to India. Um, so people who are interested in the chili um, sensor in India um, can contact Technando, and there they can either send their samples for paid testing, and the Technando team can could potentially do it, or so they can have a rental discussion with Technando as well. So this um, video here just talks about, or the video that we put on the website just talks about um, how commercial companies can validate the technology because you have to do that sometimes as part of your quality assurance that you have to periodically test your equipment, making sure it's still um, accurate. I also want to just say hi to Saran who's joined us this morning. Nice to see you, Saran. Um, and then just finally, we're going to be sending one of these systems to India to our partner, um, Technando. And so if you're interested in this system in India, then please reach out to them um, there. Some other news um, from ZP for this week. This is just a bit of fun, but I think, it, I think it really makes the point. At ZP, we are by far the most active biosensor developers in the world. I mean, you know, and it, you know, it's not just lip service. This was a picture that was taken by one of our, if you can see the, if you can see the vlog, this is a, we took a picture of a bottle of testosterone. It's chemical grade testosterone that had come into the business. You know, and why had we been ordering testosterone? Because we'd be making a testosterone sensor. And I think it's 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 significant to say because it's not easy to necessarily get hold of some of these chemicals. You have to be quite a serious company, do serious work in order to get testosterone. As you can appreciate, you know, I wouldn't say testosterone is a banned substance, but it can be abused. Um, and so, you know, we were, we basically may be making a sensor for testosterone. And as part of that, then we were actually had to had the material um, in house as well. So thanks to the guys for sorting that out. It wasn't easy to get um, hold of testosterone. So there's a couple of nice contrasts there. We have, you know, the first thing I talked about was electronic chilies so that we could validate our chili sensor. And then in the second breath, we're talking about testosterone sensors. And I think that's what makes ZP really unique. Um, 
you know, is that actually we do have that broadness of experience that, you know, it's not just chili sensors. We also do testosterone sensors and chili sensors you can do using techniques like voltammetry and testosterone sensors. You have to have some sort of recognition system in place. Now, I think this next um, video, if you can see it on the vlog or in picture, it really shows some of our screen printed electrodes. But what we've done is we functionalized them with little, I'd say, wells so that people can use them in a sort of sensing application. Often when you see a screen printed electrode, it will, you know, there's no target area. You either dip the sensor into a beaker or you kind of pipette a solution on top of the sensor. But, you know, we are, um, you know, in order to make it much, to make it more like a biosensor, we've put a little sort of retaining well around the electrode. So you can put a drop on there and it's, it's held in place. Now, the reason we're doing this is because, you know, this, these are biosensor products that are actually going out the door. Um, in this case, these are TAS sensors, um, total antioxidated status. So I think there's the third type of sensor that we're, you know, involved with just in this kind of, you know, just this week, um, let's say. So good job in screen printing electrodes, good job in functionalizing electrodes, and good job in putting the microfluidics on top of it. So I was happy to see that um, this week. Um, we did have a webinar on, um, on Thursday, and I really felt that it was, because the webinar, we were basically addressing so many questions. Um, you know, one of the questions that came through on the webinar this week for the ZP Developer Zone members was, what electrodes should I use for redox reactions? And we said carbon and platinum. You know, and we linked to our value platinum sensors and our hypervalue carbon sensors. Um, then somebody said, you know, I'm working on um, glassy carbon electrodes and my screen printed electrodes now are sort of working but I'm not getting, it's not exactly the same. And, I, and we said, no, it's not exactly the same. It's good to, to, to work out your assay on a glassy carbon electrode. And then when you go to a graphite electrode, it's okay if you know, the data's not one for one. As long as you can, um, as long as the graphite screen printed electrodes are working, then you're sort of good to go. Then we had some questions about heavy metal detection. Heavy metal detection, you can do it using a technique called anodic stripping voltammetry. You essentially, in anodic stripping voltammetry, you use a negative voltage to plate the metal onto the surface, and then you do a linear sweep into the into a direction of a positive voltage, and the molecules, um, also not the molecules, the metals re um, reoxidize, and their peak and the area under the curve is indicative. The peak position is indicative of the metal, and the area that under the curve is indicative of how much is there. Then we had a nice inquiry about HPLC, high pressure liquid chromatography. Um, in fact, at Zimmer Pigot, we do have an HPLC system, um, and um, you can use electrochemistry as a detector for it. In HPLC, they often use uh, UV vis um, detectors. They sometimes use mass spec, um, but there's also a branch of HPLC called ECD, electrochemical detection, and somebody would want to make some new sensors for that, and I suggested some of our gold electrodes. Somebody else wanted to know how to get started on in-body, on-body measurements. And we suggested a set of low-cost electronics for them based on our GFET. And um, we also suggested um, some pH sensors to get them going. Somebody else wanted to do vapor phase chloride measurements. Talked about the 
you know, when you're doing vapor phase work, you often have to condense the vapor phase to the liquid phase so that you can actually sense it. So I talked about that. And then finally, I had a, um, an inquiry about electronics for ketone sensors. And so we did, you know, there we told them, this is the electronics from Zimmer Peacock. Um, you can use electronics from Texas Instruments. And here's some low cost or cheap, cheap potential stats that you can build, open source potential stats. So we did give a pretty comprehensive answers um, there this week. I think I am really pleased with this. I think this is one of the um, pieces that makes Zimmer and Peacock quite unique that actually, as well as the hypervalue electrodes that we sell, we're making a whole series of accessories to go alongside those hypervalue electrodes. So the guys have made little um, 3D printed parts. You can sort of download, as long as you're a client of Zimmer and Peacock and you're using our hypervalue electrodes, you can make, you can have these little sort of um, plastic pieces. You can clip on um, the little wells. Um, I know Saran's online this morning. Saran's one of our engineers, so he, you know, he he definitely knows our, you know, we've got a lot of three D printers in house, but um, we can make these files available to our clients, um, so that they can um, take advantage of these accessories as well. So as long as you're a, a hyper value client, um, then we can make these three um, D printed parts um, available to you. Um, and it should really help with the sort of R&D and the development work. So I'll just back up one now. And um, we did put out a, a, fair, a pretty detailed review this week of wearable biosensors. So we kept it sort of, um, I would almost say sort of journalistic in terms that um, made sure that, um, uh, made sure that it was good content. So yes, yeah, so we put out a whole review around um, wearable electrochemical biosensors and so that's on the website as well and really talked about you know for me there is definitely a future and um, what one of the directions of um, garments is you know we really will want to put biosensors into these garments you know and make you know do things like um, sodium in the sweat pH in the sweat chloride maybe in the sweat you know that is one of the futures of um, that is definitely one of the futures of um, electrochemical biosensing, and I do want to um, emphasize it. And I know I've just made made the made the note, but for me, I feel like the accessories for screen printed electrodes that I that I just really commented upon that is really important because you know what makes Zimmer and Peacock different is the support that we give these screen printed electrodes. You know, we do webinars every week helping people understand our um, our screen printed electrodes um, and um, we yeah and we also then give these 3d printed files um, to people as well just want to um, hopefully my um, uh, yeah hopefully the Wi-Fi is going okay so let me just back up one now I think we're getting near the end um, we also did some work this week on, we do a lot of um, electrochemical uh, transdermal sensors in CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. So I would say that Zimmer and Peacock is by far the world leading contract developer and contract manufacturer of CGM, continuous glucose monitoring. It's probably worth saying that many companies come to us and say, 
oh, I just want to buy your CGM, but it's not that simple. They have to engage in us in some meaningful way, you know, um, in order for us to really help them on CGM. Um, so we are, but the reason I bring up CGM is because if you um, look at our website this week, you'll see that we've actually put some data out there where we've been measuring um, glucose sensors that have been pierced into some artificial skin and we've been continually monitoring them over something like um, five days um, in that in that skin environment where we've been changing the glucose and seeing how the how the sensor um, responds so we're quite happy um, with let's say with those um, I am getting near the end now so uh, yeah this is this is an interesting one um, what we're doing is at Zimmer Peacock as part of our CGM, our continuous glucose monitoring, um, we've been making a CGM system um, for monitoring fish. Now, these sensors are actually implanted into the fish. Now, the very interesting thing about doing that is um, transmitting data through seawater is not that straightforward. Um, it really um, impedes data transmission seawater. If you try to do it electromechanic, oh, sorry, not electric, <laughs> if you try to use um, electronic data transmission, sort of Bluetooth, you know, Wi-Fi, you know, this stuff does not go through um, these highly conductive solutions. So we've been working on that this week. It's how to get um, data transmission actually through um, seawater. Um, you know, we've actually come up with some pretty creative um, solutions uh, around that. So what I will do now is I'm going to essentially sort of summarize uh, that you know the first three topics that we talked about this week um, were really all about uh, sensing I mentioned the chili sensor the caffeine um, sorry the testosterone sensor and then I mentioned that we'd actually been working on some um, TAS sensors total antioxidative status sensors and um, we had a very good webinar this week lots of questions and you know lots of positive response these 3d printed accessories for the hypervalue electrodes yeah these should really help people in their adoption of hypervalue electrodes when you buy the hypervalue electrodes you're not just buying you know and it is actually a high quality low cost item because we're actually making quite high volume you know you're buying the um the webinar support and you're also buying you know the little accessories that we also do um, for it there's a good review on wearable electrochemical biosensors. We've been carrying on in the biosensor and wearables theme. We've been making artificial skin to do transdermal sensors, which is really useful for the CGM space. And then just to kind of emphasize how much CGM work we do, um, our fish tag project um, there, we've got, we've got the continuous glucose monitor in place, the cortisol monitor in place, the electronics in place, and then we're transmitting the data through um, seawater which is you know much more let's say challenging so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to wrap up I'm going to thank um, Saran um, it's good to see you and we'll have a nice busy week I'm sure and I also want to say thank you to Aftab um, for also attending and this will be on YouTube later on as a vlog and we'll also put it out as a podcast as well